and welcome to the ninth episode of Keen Minds and our first hiatus episode. I am Jen, aka Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa from Criminally Sane. And we are diving into our hiatus episodes today. We're going to be going in and touching on all the difficult moments. Uh, our first episode that we're going to be touching on is actually going to take a look at Red and Tom and just how far they've gone. And once we start looking at it, Tessa has definitely proved me wrong when I said that Red has not had a lot of character growth. It's all <laughs> been with my favorite, Tom. <laughs> it has been. It's because you expect it with Liz, but once you see it with Tom, it's right there. I mean, it's just right there. And I think that that's one of my issues that I had with him. Is that I was looking for the the growth there with Liz, with treating her like an adult, like understanding her you know her her reasons behind things and it just flew right past me how he's changed with tom <laughs> until we started listing everything out yeah yeah it's it really to me just brought it home as soon as i started looking at it this is like yes there is a lot of change in red but it's just like snail pace it's a look here and a little change there you know, he's inching towards towards an acceptance. Um, and I think that the, what most intrigues me about their relationship is that it, you got to really look in retrospect to understand the roots of their distrust, the secrecy, uh, the, the need for control, and all the, the deja vu that now we know Red was experiencing, which back then we had no idea what he was looking at Tom like this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's something that's really become apparent as Katarina's episode, Katarina's story has started to unfold and since the diary was brought up and we started to see the relationship between Red and Katarina coming about and the fact that Red had to have been seeing a lot of his own pain that he mm -hmm. went through with Katarina is terrified that Liz is about to go through that and is about to be on the bad end of it. It's by that point she was already in love with him, but he's thinking it could only get worse from here. That's what happened to me. That's you know, I love Katrina and look in the pain that I am. I don't have my family, I lost everything. It's I think that 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 because we didn't know at the time what was been the story of Red and Katrina we had no idea is that we we tend to think oh it's because tom was going to hurt liz and i don't i don't think i didn't realize this is how he thought it was going to hurt it wasn't a physical hurt it wasn't like it was just simply at the end he's going to always be a spy and she's going to pay the price he's going to choose the job over you in the end basically exactly i agree exactly and I, I think that, that um, the other issue there is that I think you've said it many times. Tom and Red have the same issue with control. They like to play people chess <laughs> and they can against each other. I, I definitely agree there. It's I feel like in their world that they live in, control is something that they they have to have I mean not just that they feel like they have to have but they do have to have because if you lose control 
against killers, they're going to kill you. <laughs> so that's that's where they come at that from. And they felt like they were on opposing sides because Tom wanted to be with Liz and Red wanted to protect Liz from what he thought Tom was going to do. And so in the end, they kept trying to control the situation. And honestly, both of them made it a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, that one of the things is Red has a need for secrecy, which, of course, Tom does, too, because of the job. And Red, not only the job, but his world is about secrecy. He cannot let anybody know. And I think that a lot of people who hate Tom don't understand why Tom hates Red. And I think that that is one of the first thing that maybe we should tackle is why is this this the origin of this conflict between what Red wants, what Red presents to the world, and what Tom does. So to me, um, Red wasn't going to go to the major and say, listen, I have my daughter, and uh, I need her to be uh, looked after, so I need you to send me a... Um, Operative, preferably one that will never fall in love with her. Because I tell you what, she's a daughter of a very famous Ekaterina Rostova, and every man fell in love with her. So it can't be that. So Red didn't do that. <laughs> she is a vulnerability. He is aware of that. Like, like you've pointed out several times, one of many vulnerability, vulnerabilities, there's the word. But he's not going to broadcast that if he can help it because that just puts a bigger target on her back than is already there. Exactly. So of course so, he's not going to go and, and, you know, broadcast that to the major to anybody else. Exactly. So I think that probably what Red said is, you know, the way he said it to the, to the post office. Oh, I don't know if you're going to have to find whatever's left of agent Keeney yourselves. You know, I bet that his stomach was doing somersaults, but he wasn't projecting that. So for what did Tom felt, heard, uh, was, oh, I don't know, Take uh, make sure that she doesn't get hurt, look after her, don't get involved with her. And that's it. So if you're like this and then you fall in love with this woman, and I'm sure that Red didn't call him and say, hey, son, why did you get close to her? He probably sent somebody to got him or run over him with a car or any of those nice little gestures of telling I don't like what you did. I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, and I know I have on, on Tumblr and such, that I am convinced the uh, the non-deer blood on the on the vehicle that they <laughs> talked about in season two when, uh, was, a little... <laughs> was more of a uh, an individual's should... blood that tried to come after him, <laughs> that read mm -hmm. a, a message. Just like yeah. Zamani, and I'm sure there were others. And I'm sure at some point Tom started sending them back in, in body bags. bit like mm. Jesse with his, his neck tattoo. Tattoo. Nice tattoo. I mean, Red wasn't phased at all by that. So that was probably not the first message Tom had sent back in return. Exactly. So I think that, that w when you put that in perspective, this is... So when Tom falls in love with Liz and Red fires him, what does Tom think? Well, obviously, this guy needs is using Liz, and now he fired me. And when Berlin comes at him for, in whatever way that happened, he's probably thinking, "This poor woman that I'm falling in love with, it's in the middle of these two men coming at each other, and neither one of them is a nice man." 
I imagine he probably thought that there was a good chance that at the end of things, Berlin was going to hurt Liz. And that was one of the reasons that he stuck around, was that he, kind of this idea of, well, I know what's going on. I know what's going on on Red's end, and I now know what's going on on Berlin's end, so who's going to protect her if not me? Sort of attitude. And and whether he really believed that or he just, you know, convinced himself of that, who knows? But but I could, especially at that point in his life, he was very adept at lying to himself. Because honestly, I'm still to this day a little confused on how he managed to convince himself that just because Berlin had gone radio silent, that he was just going to get to live out the rest of his days as Tom Keene, the innocent fourth grade teacher married to his FBI wife without anything causing trouble. He had to have known at some point he was going to have to deal with this. I imagine because you've said many times, Tom is a guy who makes a bad, replaces a bad memory with a good memory. He just did that. It's like, well, maybe I just forget that I'm, you know, I'm being paid nicely. And I I like teaching and I love my wife. And there it is. And why did Tamani brought it, got in and, and overpowered him? Now that, I mean, I think he got complacent. I agree. I mean, Red made the comment when, when they went after him, uh, when he was under the cover of, of Christoph Mannheim. He said he becomes the person, you know. And, and, and the fact that we've seen so much of the cover Tom Keene in Tom later, uh, when we started to get to know him in season, later in season two, into season three, and certainly in season four by this point, we know this is the man who he is at his core. He's learned who he is. Liz knows who he is. The audience has found out who he is. And there was a lot of that teacher there. It was just what? shoved down, and he, he did his best to ignore that side of himself because, you know, a sweet, lovable, dorky teacher Tom wasn't a killer, and he had to be a killer to survive. Yeah, and I, I think that, that if you think about all the people in the blacklist that have gone undercover you'll find that all of them took a lot of themselves into the cover. Even Aram did it. I mean, Aram, sweet Aram, who has never done that. He's not trained for it. At the end, when push comes to shove, he had to go and say something true. He's in love with someone else. So I thought that that was hilarious. So basically, we've covered Tom Tom distrusts Red because Red is its not going to show his hand. Red distrusts Tom because it reminds him of Katerina and he's not sure what he's playing or whether what's going to be the day that he says, hey, you know what? I'm not really in love with you. It's goodbye. And Liz is going to be left with the pieces of his heart, of her heart. Um, and the inability of Red to simply kill Tom, something that definitely Rostov did not have it. Um, made this whole situation into a lockdown because this is two men, one distrusting the other and convinced that the other one is there only to hurt and useless. So I think that then once once that is understood, we can really start to analyze the actions of both characters that they both distrust and are afraid of the other one is going to hurt the woman they both love in different ways. I agree. 
I definitely agree. The, and Tom was very new at, at learning to love her. And certainly in season one and up until little ways past the, the mid part of season two, he certainly wasn't loving her in a healthy fashion. And so I, a lot of times when I talk about Tom, it's not that he didn't love her in season one. He didn't know how to love her in a healthy fashion. He didn't know how to put her first. He knew he loved her. He knew he wanted to do right by her, but things kept getting in the way because he didn't know how to go about it. He had no, no solid ground to move from. The majority of people have at least someone in their life, even people that go through horrible situations, have at least one person in their life that they can have a kind of a compass towards that says, okay, this is how a good person is supposed to act. Tom really didn't seem to have that. He he was shuffled around too much. It, you know, if someone actually did care about him in the system, then he didn't stay there very long for whatever reason. Probably didn't let himself believe anybody could care about him after a while. He was abandoned, mm. unloved, unwanted. And then the major picks him up, and that's the closest thing he has to a father. And we find out, you know, that by 30, this guy is willing to put a bolt in his head because he went against him. And so that's that's mm. the kind of basis he has to launch probably, off of for love. Probably the only thing that he got even, you know, besides the major was Gina. And it doesn't seem like Gina was exactly warm and fuzzy, even though at the very end, when she's at the, at the car looking at him getting into the church, I think that she was finally feeling you know some pain but i'm sure that for her that was like whoa what was that not sure what this feels like but the the definitely you you, you're right on the money there for me he's not someone who even knows how to care how to love has never been loved so i I do think however and and this is where things are going to start getting interesting is when we go into the the um the tough scenes, which we're not going to tackle this. We're just going to go on, a, on, on Red and Tom. Um, because I, I do think more than you that, that Tom was a bit more aware of loving Liz than you think he, he was. I don't think that he put it in terms of love, but he put it in terms of my original engagement was to protect this woman, and this is what I'm going to do, even if it means protecting her from the guy who hired me to protect her. Oh, I agree with that. I, when I say that he didn't know that he loved I mean that I think he knew that he was, I always have a hard time putting this into words. Like, <laughs> I know what it's rattling around in my head as. It's just difficult mm-hmm. to put into words. He, it probably took him a while to come up with a word for it, for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he probably had a hard time putting that emotion and admitting to himself that that's what it was. But I also think that he while he loved her and while he he at some point realized that he loved her because I mean the man was willing to risk his life to to marry her to be with her at some point you know it had to click with him that that's what was going on yeah but I I think that the moment that he learned to love her in a healthy fashion and put her first was when he came back from Dresden I think at that point is when you started moving into a healthy relationship moving towards at that point a healthy relationship with the Keens. That's what I mean by that. 
I I even put it further than you. I think that that when he came back on the boat, when he turned around and came back, that to me is the point where where he is. It's about her. And when he realized that his dream and was not away from her, that the dream had to involve her for it to be a good one. Well, I mean, it's it's a process that they went through. Mm-hmm. But definitely, mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge, uh, you know, landmarker for it and Ooh. a big turning point. So, all right, do we want to start in with the uh, back at the pilot with with Yay. Uh... <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, let's go. All right. So the first interaction that we really see between, you know, and granted, it's not physically the two of them, but it's it's Red sending his messenger of sorts. What was Zamani breaking into the Keen's home while Tom is cooking a celebration dinner because they got, you know, that. They got the yes, the, the you know, go-ahead mm-hmm. from the adoption agency for a little girl, beats the hell out of him, and then stabs him twice. And so that's, that is uh, Red's, Red's message, his kind, sweet mm-hmm. little message to his son-in-law. And mm-hmm. that's, that is the place where we launch off from to begin our understanding of Tom and Red. And I think looking back that that, says so much (laughs) it really does it's just it's both in where they've come from since and just the the feelings they had for each other because I mean I've heard people go back and forth on did did Red want some money to kill him did he not this and that but the thing is regardless of what the overall intention was the injuries that Tom sustained, the man was on a respirator and a drug-induced coma for days, according to Liz. He could have very, very easily died from that if anything had gone wrong. And Red would have killed him, essentially. And I, I'm not entirely sure he would have felt bad over that. <laughs> and so I, I'm torn now that I know that he purposefully chose not to kill him when they got married because Liz loved him. But it was, he had to have known when he sent Zamani in there, that there the risk was there. I think that, that Zamani were, went a little overboard. I think that because Red sent Zamani, and we know that he did because he asked Zamani, he's like, how about the husband? Like, as you asked. But I don't think that Zamani was... Um, supposed to tell Liz that Red had an obsession with her. Um, I think that was uh, definitely not expected. And I don't think that he was supposed to hurt uh, Tom that badly. I think all that Red wanted was um, a little bleeding and send a message, I am here and you better behave. And and we have no idea what was exactly that was discussed. I would love to hear, to see that scene if they ever filmed it again, but I doubt they will. Um, you but, mean between but, Zamani and Tom, or between? Oh, yeah. Oh, between I would Zamani too. I would too because I mean, it, he was cooking. We we've seen the kind of knives that Tom cooks with, and you know we've seen what he can do. And granted, in the pilot, they couldn't, you know, show go, that exactly. Now there was a little moment in there in the pilot with him 
glancing over at Liz when Zamani was asking, you know, demanding answers, and he kind of gave her this look like, don't do, don't say anything. That was the moment I went, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not an elementary school teacher, <laughs> but you're a yeah, I have, I, my first moment was that not knowing that knowing that Tom was more was when he flashes uh, the badge. To me, that was like mm, this, something about this doesn't uh, quite uh, jibe with with a little teacher. But definitely, once it was tied in there, and, and you realize how complacent he got. And that has a nice parallel to when Rhett is taken by the kings of the road. Because, I mean, talk about Hillbilly is just taking the master criminal, just like that. Taking him, beating him up, and not even finding the money. I mean, it doesn't get more stupider than that. I mean, Rhett is a man who's always on the go. He hasn't, in 25 years, he hasn't been taken by Hillbillies, and he does. Because he's happy, he's with Liz, he's telling her stories. Finally, Liz is not interrupting and not rolling his her eyes so much at him. Um, so he seemed like Kevin. He's finally getting to enjoy some time with his daughter. And now it makes a lot more sense because he's like, well, he loves her like a daughter. But when we realize that he probably has never been even saying that she's his daughter. I mean, that is that is a, a pretty heavy thing. Not since she was four years old and he took her memories. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. That's some level of love. Oh, gosh. It just breaks my heart now. <laughs> All right. Um, so we have that in- that lovely, lovely intro with intro Red and Tom. <laughs> and I, I love how that, you know, gets Liz into the tiger and she goes and she stops Red. And I think that Red wanted, Red was counting on that because he could not have escaped quite as easily from the hotel as if the way he did it from the hospital, you know, surrounded by people with people coming in and out. Well, I mean, Kirk made the comment in one of the last episodes and I I think it might have been the the next to the finale. Uh, and then Red's talked about before how how Liz is so much like Katarina. And I think, you know, if, if he was planning for that, he was banking on that. That That's mm-hmm. probably something very similar to something Katarina would have done. Because again and again, Red has gone, you know, you, you remind me of her and you mm-hmm. can do this, you know, in whatever situation, whether, he, whether it was before she knew about Katarina and he was just saying, you have more in you than you realize just mm-hmm. think it through or after she found out and he's like no your mother was Katarina Rostova you can do this and now you see a whole different meaning also when he when Red tells Liz uh think like a criminal <laughs> because yeah you got it in both sides honey uh you can do it <laughs> no escape. Um, no, no. And then from there on, their second interaction is when Red realizes, uh, okay, uh, the stabbing thing doesn't work. How about if we try introducing the lover? Um, <laughs> and uh, find Gina. Oh, Gina. I love Gina. I hope Gina comes back in redemption. I just want to put that out there right now. <laughs> I want her to come back and work with him and him have to go home and explain to Liz that this is happening and he has no choice in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but going from there is like, okay, so she ha- she finds, uh, gives, Lena G- gives Liz Gina 
and from there on is like she's Tom's lover, which wasn't true. I was gonna say, by the way, Red doesn't lie. Not accurate, because he said she is is Tom's lover. Present tense. He knew it. He knew they weren't sleeping together. And if he didn't, then he was not aware. You know, he didn't know for sure that they were because they weren't at the time. I just but but I think that yeah I think that he thought he knew because I I mean think about it why did he think he knew because probably Katarina did it that could be fair that he was for him Tom was Katarina so do you do you think that he legitimately thought Tom and Gina were still having an affair yes I think I think so I think that I, I can I can make everything work with Tom with um, Red Not Line. I, I think that it's it's probably that that's what he thought. Not necessarily that he had a proof, but he has his emotional proof that Katrina. I have a feeling that that Katrina did target Red, and he thought that she was not being a spy anymore, and she was. She was still having all this. I mean, she was described as a pinko matahari. She may have had a lot more men that she was seducing and getting information from. Well, I mean, you you have the uh, the lines from the fire where he's or, uh, he's saying, you know, were you spying on me? And she said, I was protecting you, or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so yeah, we we know that she was spying on him to some extent. Her journal said the same thing. Red said it. It's been confirmed on several different levels that mm-hmm. she was sleeping with him. She fell for him, but she was still spying on him. I mean, and Tom did the same thing for a while. And Liz made the comment uh, in in one of the recent episodes that you know it, it was a sim- very similar situation. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think Red finally com- realized it, that Katerina loved him uh, because he tells Liz, um, it pains me to say that she was the only woman uh, that, um, that she was the only man that she loved. But I think that that realization may have taken 26 years for him to come there. But I don't think that, that in the time all he was seeing in, in Tom and Liz was the same situation and Liz heart being broken and the child they were going to adopt ended up in God knows where or under what situation. So he, Red must have been in... Now it's so much easier to understand where Red's coming from in terms of Tom and in terms of Liz and the need to intervene in her life, you know, in a way that is like, but she's an adult. Yes, but Red is dealing with his own dem- demons there. He's, it's not just about Liz. This is this is Red dealing with his life and the wreck of that relationship in his life. And he's, he's projecting a lot, I think, mm-hmm. with Liz yeah. and because of what he's gone through. And so while he's trying to protect her, he's also projecting his own issues on it. Mm-hmm. And then we basically take a, a little time off from them. And they come back, and we get the first encounter when Red kills um, Sam. And Sam, and he, Tom is hurrying there. Tom must have been told by Sam or told by Anjun. Although I have a feeling that Anjun was um, 
like a caretaker, making sure that he that Sam stay in the narrow path and not get fancies. I, I've made the comment before, but I think that Sam knew who Tom was. I think that he had enough of a past that he could spot it. And I think that they sort of had an understanding. I think Sam knew Tom better. He didn't have Katerina, Katerina's shadow, you know, distract. We think. Well, I don't know. Maybe she slept with Sam, too. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Poor Liz. Did I say this is not a soap opera? <laughs> Tessa, stop trying to make this into a soap opera. <laughs> no, no. I, well, it's, you know, it's a, it's a spy thing. And they, she was a honey trap. Yep. But yes, it's been, but yeah, I think you're right. That, that Sam either knew and they had had a conversation or he just knew. And he could, he could gauge that Tom really loved Liz. Um. And I think that that Sam called him, and I think that that first startled look that we see when they get in the in the um, he opens his eyes and sees red in the room, and he looks startled and almost like either afraid or guilty. I think that's a that's what that's about. It's he, about he expected to, he expected to see Tom instead. Yeah, it makes oops, sense. Oops. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to know, like it, this, as many AU fanfics as I write, as many plot divergent fanfiction pieces as I've written, I still don't have an answer to this, and that's the only reason it has not been written. But I want to know what would have happened if, while Red was in there, about to put the pillow over Sam's face, if Tom had walked in. He was an hour late. What if he'd caught an earlier flight? Mm -hmm. I wonder what... Would Tom have stopped him by force? Was he so deep in his cover that he wouldn't have? I mean, he would have recognized him, obviously, because he recognizes him outside. I mean, what would have happened? I The closest I've come to a response for that is I think he would have called for somebody. You know, but it, it would be really interesting. Or tried to use that situation to his advantage because Tom, you know, like Red, they have to survive. Um, I, I don't know that that I, I may have gone to a very interesting place because then they would have had to, uh, you know, openly talk about what's going on. And, uh, you know, maybe Red would have said, you know, you can't, you, I, you can't I cannot let this. I cannot let this spill to Liz at this moment. Yeah. Or or Red would have just killed Tom. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Sorry, I would be against that scenario. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, you know, either way, um, for some reason, th those two are so similar that they're um, similar and stopped by one stumbling block. They both truly, really loveless and and that that is what creates the tension and those are i always said this is where you're going to see the the character growth in red so that takes us to um well they have that lovely conversation outside and they do they oh that that is still to this day one of my favorite favorite tom and red scenes there's so much underlaid under that conversation the it just it's wonderful it really is I'm just thinking back to it <laughs> the, the the threat and Tommy's I mean they both keep in cover they're 
you know, Red is being a charming man sitting, you know, having a coffee when it, it, outside a hospital, all sad, and their, you know, their conversation get nothing. If somebody had been listening to them, they would not have got anything out of there. Well, uh, it's, just it's so funny how just Red's reactions. Oh, really? You know, that's so sad. It's like. You're just sitting there going, really? You're, you're laying it on a little thick there, dude. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But it was perfect because, I mean, think about this. Ren has no idea if Tom is there followed by somebody, if he's walking into a into a trap. I love that. And then Tom is, I you can see that little thing in his eyes that he does when he simply switches and says, well, my wife is going to be devastated. And he's just right there threatening Red back. Oh, I mean, he, he's basically going, I know why you're here. I know what you've done. Sam is dead and you walk out of that hospital? I'm not an idiot. You have just devastated Liz. And it's the, the conversation later, and I'm sure we'll touch on it more in depth, but when he says, you know, I, I was terrified. It was the first time I had seen you, and you were just this, this shadow looming before. But all I could think of was that you're the one that hurts Liz the most. And going back and watching that scene from season one is just amazing to see that. Because you see the, the fact that he does love Liz. He doesn't always know how to express that love, but he does love her desperately and wants to protect her from this dark world that he knows and that he knows mm-hmm. is going on and he just desperately wants to protect her from that including reddington at the time because he's convinced that there's something red, bad red there. is using yeah mm-hmm. red is using this and i think that that conversation is one of the pivotal moments in their relationship because um red obviously hired tom um he's never seen tom and now they're face to face after he got uh, fired by Red, and there, you know, there it is, and he's threatening him, and 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 Tom may have been terrified, but he does threaten him right back. She's gonna be devastated, and I know what you did, and I can probably prove this. And at the first opportunity he has, he goes back to uh, to for the interview and takes a picture and probably goes to the uh, hospital and takes that picture and bring it back and leaves it for Liz because he knows what's going to happen and he's, he knows he's going to have to prove to Liz that Red is not the man she thinks he is. I think the day that Zamani showed up, Tom knew that it was about to unravel. And especially when Liz found the go box. Like, when he knew that Red was there, he knew Red wasn't leaving. He knew that his perfect life that he had landed in that he didn't know that he had always wanted kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. I think he started seeing the writing on the wall there. And and so that that's why he set these sort of things up because he was trying to protect her from him. Yeah. And, and he says that he was thinking, you hurt, you're the one hurting her. Uh, do you think that, that Tom started to get a feeling there that, that um, Red was Liz's father? I think at some point he did. I don't know when. I, it's hard to say because when you go back to all the, the daddy jabs, I always joke that there's no bigger daddy gator than Tom Keen because <laughs> he mm-hmm. makes so many jabs about it. 
And the first one he makes is in, towards the end in the... Uh, uh, Ooh, 117, yeah. yeah. Uh, 119, I'm sorry. I was going to say with the, the brothers, when he's yeah. delivered into the, the, li- or to yeah. the dining room. And yeah. he says, what, is daddy going to come make me talk? And at that point, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was fishing for something, but he was also just trying to piss her off. Because anger is a lot easier to deal with than hurt. Thank you. Yes, it is. It is. And it's something that Tom King was pretty good and pretty adept at at seeing. That's probably one of the emotions he knew rather well. Yep. Anger. Because I imagine that when he made mistakes, Bud was not like, oh, don't worry, but I love you. No, you know? no. I yeah. I can imagine he ended up with a few bruises of his own over the years. from Because you got to prepare. I mean, if you make a mistake, you're going to be dead. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk any more about that about that uh, meeting at the hospital? We could go Both on all with night. A little about... coffee. We we could go on all night about that one. <laughs> so let's go yeah, to the he's... next point. <laughs> so uh, um, when I guess that's the next point we have on here is when Red tells Liz that uh, that he knows little more about Tom than she does. But honestly, I think it would be well. He doesn't really talk to her a lot when yeah because in between that and in hmm. the moment that that Liz finds out that we have all there's a lot of things happening between red between Liz and Tom and between Liz and red but they have basically stopped saying he says we'll be careful of your husband when he leaves after after Anslow Garrick we have a lovely moment Liz and Tom in Anslow Garrick when they're on the phone but really, there is not much that um, that they go through until Liz finds that out and says, you know, what do you know about Tom King? And Red says, not much. And that that's the one that yeah. I always go back to when I say that I, that just because I don't always trust Red at his word. One, because he manipulates words. But that one right there, you, you said that you could defend him on anything and say that he mm-hmm. that he tells the truth what about that one i i want to hear your defense on that one because <laughs> that's always okay, my that's, go-to it's uh that is a little threadbare i gotta say <laughs> yep but i mean because i mean granted you could say that he had a lot of theories and there were things that he wasn't sure of at that point mm. but the fact I that hired, he hired would him. Have been a thing. Yeah, I hired this guy. That would have been a pretty big one to say. But um, I, I always go back to Red is always going to try to protect Liz. And I think that at that moment, he was terrified that had he said that, Liz would have said, Excuse me, get out of my life. I don't ever want to see you. She would have done it. I mean, she did it. The next season, when she found out, when Tom told her, you know, give me the the courtesy of a yes or no. Yes, I hired Tom Keen. Okay, can I explain? No. <laughs> you know, walks off. Exactly. Only reason exactly. she came back was because they shot him, you know, in the middle of the street. Yeah. And no, it just, and then it, he's 
doped up, about to be taken to the hospital, and she still won't let him explain much. <laughs> yep. It's like, I'll save you, but that's because you're going to go in a box for the rest of your life. Oh. Because I will, no, she did put him in a, um, uh, recanted the, um, they working with him, so they were going to take him and put him in a box, and she was absolutely fine with that. As he told Dom later, she has your temper. She does. So. She she definitely has down Katarina's line, I think. I'm just... Well, I mean, Red, Red's, Red doesn't really have a temper, per se. His tends to be very... He's a chess player. He doesn't yeah, have a it's, it's, he doesn't go off the hilt on things. He, that, I think that's why Kate was such a big thing when it happened. Mm -hmm. It was so emotional. Um, but Tom and Red... Tom and Red. <laughs> Tom, he yes, he made so the, his daddy jab in uh, in when he said, and I I always heard that one being ironic. Um, you know, I think that he is starting to think it might be possible, or maybe Tom thought that whoever had hired Berlin or whoever had told Berlin or Berlin has said, you know, this this is woman. I wonder if Berlin knew that Liz was Katerina's daughter. And the reason he wasn't thinking of hurting her, whether, you know, Tom thought that or not, was because he was KGB, Katerina uh, supposedly was KGB. I don't know that hurting Liz was in the works. Or he simply, he, it may have been, or it may have been that he was just protecting Liz. I, I, I read something like, ironic like yeah you think you're the daughter yeah right you know you just kill her father and i can prove it to you that you're he's not who you think he is well i think i don't like i said i don't know exactly when tom because i do think by season one finale when he thought he was dying i think that he he thought red was her father so I'm not sure when that, that idea, and it might have just been something he'd been kind of playing with, and then as he's dying, mm -hmm. it's like, this is the only thing that makes sense, let me tell you this. Yes, but, I, I, that could be. And I, I agree that I think that was more of just a jab than anything of, is daddy going to come make me talk? Um, and it was, it was great because he, he brought Liz into the anger, it brought Red into the situation, Um but I think that... it's, it's the first time they actually talk about Red. I mean, because before Red, he couldn't acknowledge that Red was in the picture. He was like, ah, you know, he's playing dumb. This is the first time that he can say, well, daddy's going to come in. And, and it may be very well that he knew that he suspected that Red was her father. But at this point, even knowing that, I think that we still suspect that Red will use Liz. And I think that he thinks that Red will will hurt Liz if necessary. Well, I think it goes back to, again, how Tom views family. Nope. Because he was not raised with anybody that would put him first. He did not, until he became a father himself, I don't think he understood that. I think it took holding Agnes in his arms to go, mm -hmm. this is it. This is what this is supposed yeah. to be. I, like, until yeah. he had Agnes physically in his arms, I don't think he understood that he saw fathers as Bud, as any of the foster fathers that he had that were bad to him. As... If you're useful, you're okay. If you're not useful, I don't have any use for you. 
I can put a bullet in your head or I can, or you can go and be hungry. If you need to eat, go find, you know, steal something to eat, which is what, what Bud basically tells him. Um, it, it was, it was a very, um, it was a great scene in that sense that it brings, it brings that that the the Tom and Liz finally about red. It's the first time they can acknowledge that there is something about that they're talking about red. Before in his cover he couldn't know. And and he he obviously had been planned for this planned for this for a long time because. He has left this in the bank, and Red tells him he had been in the bank, so that's when he put the thing. He put that picture in that bank before knowing when he thought his life was about to unravel because he goes to the bank, then he goes to make his next drop at the book, already knowing that this is ending. So he was making everything ready for when he left. He was probably going to leave a little note, go to the Radford Bank, and take a look at this picture. And it has his symbol. Yeah, and which is very interesting. We still don't know where that comes from because it's it's looking less and less likely that it's St. Regis. I think it is it is a personal thing. It, it may be. have been that when he was taken, that box was with him. That's I'm kind or of wondering that something if it was a, with that symbol. If it was a box of toys or something like that that was taken mm-hmm. with him. Mhm. So to keep him quiet or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but... remember when Solomon took um took Dembe's yes. little granddaughter yes. you know are we going to take Mr. dinosaur Mr. or mr panda mm-hmm. yes there you go exactly so something like this and they took this this toy or something that had that symbol and that that something stayed with him and then eventually he carved it into a box I, something tells me that symbol is tom's and uh, the idea that is uh tied to this it might not be it might just be a red herring that they've thrown away. I don't know. It might. It might. They might still bring it together. But to me, that is that symbol is 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 Tom. It might, I'm, I do think so, but I, I'm hoping it's not a red herring because it's just too similar and it's been going on too long. And the scar is too important for it to be red herring. I personally think, but we'll see. It's we, we mm. find out when it shows up on on the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I then, think then, we'll find out a lot with with redemption coming up. Yeah. I think so. Then the next thing they 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 actually meet is when they gone to the head scene, and I mean that is gonna warrant a big part of a podcast on its own. But I think that we can touch on some things in in that here, and I think that the 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 one that that really gets me is he could have killed Red. Red had put his gun down. At that moment, Tom had time to shoot Red to death. And should Liz had he wanted to, or should Red and leave? Yeah, push absolutely. Liz out of the room or into the room and 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 run out. Yeah, I mean yeah. this man's six foot. You know <laughs> what was it they said? Hundred and eighty soaking wet, but still he's he's bigger than Liz. He can obviously overpower Liz if he needs to, and um, you know he's got her at gunpoint. He takes the shot at Red. We've seen that he's a good shot. It's not mm-hmm. like he's a bad shot or anything. He clips him of all the things. Mm-hmm. He, that that had to have been a, a decision being made mm-hmm. there. And I that's another reason I think that at that moment he thought it yes. was her father. That yes. Whether right. it's whether it's yep. a 
you deserve to be her father. I don't think that's the decision, but, but like, you have been taking all of her decisions away from her. I'm not going to take this one from her kind of situation. Mm. And, I mean, whether he thought about that consciously, probably not, because, I mean, in half a second time, he's pulling the trigger because he had to make that decision. But if you think about it, his instinct should have told him, kill this man, put the threat down, and then handle everything else. Exactly. He is a threat and, to your life. And in the end, it nearly cost him his life because Liz wrestled the gun away and then shot him three times. Mm-hmm. And, and the, I find interesting that, that we've had already uh, to, we have, how many characters have clipped another? Um, we've had Red, Tom do Red, Red do um, Scotty. Didn't we get one recent? Kirk with Red. Yes, and then Kirk does Red. Mm-hmm. So this is this is obviously becoming a theme of the characters that graze another character on purpose. Which is, you know, uh, Rostov wasn't that bad a shot, and yet he only clipped Red. So there was something in his subconscious that he wasn't ready to kill Red, and there was something in, in Tom that was a conscious decision, I'm not going to kill who I think is the father of Liz. And I think for, for a man coming from Tom's background, this got to count for something. This is, this is huge for him. He didn't put down the threat. He could have. Tom had, Ren had put the gun down and he could have killed him. Exactly. Absolutely. That's his, in, every instinct, every trained go-to that he should have had that was deeply ingrained in him this is your survival he worked against it in that moment and and it did nearly kill him and so and but i think that that's part of of him exactly it almost Mm -hmm. i i think that that in that moment they both put liz down first in a not the not their hatred not their fear of each other not their distrust of each other the most important thing was do not hurt Liz by, and Ren was at that moment ready to to kill Tom. I you think I think you you like that idea that Red would have killed Tom in that moment for sure. I, I am not so sure about that. I think that Red wanted Liz to give him the go ahead. Like I mean, when Liz said no, obviously he wasn't going to do it. But I think that he wanted her to be okay with him putting Tom down. I don't think that he would have ever asked her to do it herself. He was okay if she wanted to, but mm-hmm. he wanted her to be at that place where she was willing to move past it, which is funny because I don't think he ever would have been able to kill Katarina. Exactly. Now you're getting <laughs> So I I think that he was, it was kind of one of those moments, like we were talking about with him projecting, being, be stronger than I was. Be stronger than I was in this now. Or, or alternative, he did know that Liz would not kill him, but wanted to give her the choice. And in, in that, I, you don't think that actually Red knew that Liz had not killed Tom. I think Red knew the entire time that Liz had saved him and Liz was uh, keeping him prisoner. And sometimes it gets me like this little, I do wonder if Red did something like that. Um, 
if if keep him keep her prisoner or or when he took Liz from her, that's what he was doing. It, it was a way of taking control of 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 his life of 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 the 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 lies that he had been told. I don't know that that there's something there, you know, when he says he goes to the gun. Red generally doesn't go to the gun and talk. She goes to the gun and shoots. There was, you know, it's like, oh, you know, maybe he makes a couple of funny things just because it's so much fun to kill people with humor. Um, like, oh, the, you know, it's the suspense is killing me. Yet he doesn't do that. He just, he goes to her, takes a gun, points it at him. And looks at Liz, and Liz tells him, "No, this is between him and me." So I think that that's where he wanted her to go. I, in a way, I always go back to these kind of choices with Red. That he says, "If you nurture the child and taught the child," but Red only taught her and nurtured her when she was four. So in a way, I think that what he's doing. He's been doing since he crashed into her life. Is continuing her education for the life that she's going to have. She's never going to have the the, the picket fence, you know, the ones with machine gun nests, maybe. But you know, without them, she's not having this. She's gonna have to deal in this in this spy and thing. So having that makes. That's the kind of choices that educate you. Are you going, that makes you decide who you really are. Like he says, I wasn't the man, I was a different person then, and they've made different choices. So I think that for him, this is, the, this is one of the moments, this is a teachable moment. What are you going to do in this? And it goes back to Liz has to find out things on her own. So yes, that makes sense. What are your thoughts when Red walks up with the gun and... Tom's sitting there on the floor, bleeding out, and Red puts the gun up to his forehead. He leans into it. Uh, do you think he's daring him to do it? That he? What, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? I think Tom was I think Tom, in a way, knew that Red was not going to do it. I think that he read that because if he had done it, if he had wanted to do it, he would have done. I think Tom was ready to die. Tom knew that he was dying. And when he got a few minutes and they're both alone, I think Tom wanted to tell what he had seen in that scene. And what he had seen in that scene is, he's your father. But I don't think that he had a... The gods to go against Red by saying Red is your father, and he would, she would never have believed him. And had he survived that, and he had said that, I think he had a pretty good idea. Uh, even if I survive this, I won't survive Red. Right. I, I think that everybody who knows Red get an opinion on. You know, there is some lines here, like Kate. There is some lines here. Do not cross them. And this is one. I agree. All right, so moving into season two. And so I guess the next time they run into each other is actually when Red, Red and Wrestler show up in Dresden, isn't it? 
Yes. Because, because he doesn't before see him. this? No. No, he doesn't. Does not see him in the boat. Nope. He doesn't see him in the boat. I think he knows he's in the boat. I think he has a pretty good idea. Um, maybe not in the boat, but he knows that Liz has him somewhere. I was going to say, because when, when he showed up, when he saw what Liz was trying to scrub down on her own, I the look on his face, the expression, I don't think he knew it was that bad. I no. think that he had suspicions that she had saved him and that she had been maybe even keeping him. Maybe even that Playing Tom house. was... Maybe even that Tom was willingly staying with her and exactly yeah. what you just said playing house but because I it's what he says but i know. don't think that he expected that level of darkness from liz i think he miscalculated how much pain she was in and how badly she would need to take control of the situation yeah i think that that that, that moment for for the relationship of red and liz and, and we will touch down on that when we do that that podcast um that is a that is a pivotal moment when when red realized where she's gone how far she's gone um but i think that when yes he does not see tom but i think what red says that it will it will inform his opinion and his actions towards towards tom when he goes to dresden is that he wasn't playing, she wasn't playing house. Tom was a prisoner in that boat. Oh, I forgot that. He does see him when he pays him off or gives him whatever it is. You're right. But, yes. So he calls him, he goes in there. And to me, that is, that is the one scene where I see that for the first time, Red is not talking to an operative. Don't see her again. Red is talking to a man-in-law. He's talking to the ex-son-in-law. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that is it. I mean, he's he's recognizing there that the that not playing house. Tom was tied in a filthy boat after being shot in the stomach for th three times, and that Liz had been shackling him to the floor. This is darkness on her unimaginable to him and this is also a testament on that I think gets gets read an appreciation for that Tom is first a man who values loyalty above all, all else Tom did not write him out Liz has no idea that he hired him and that Tom is willing to walk away from that and that needs that when he sees him you're not going to see him again you can see that there is pain in the eyes and, and i think that for red that is the first time he realizes this is th there's love here and the situation is far more complicated than i thought it was to me no i agree i i think that was a very telling scene and and he, it wasn't so much anymore that Liz was in love with him, so that's why why the situation was complicated. But both ways, just like you just mm -hmm. said. I mean, that's mm. yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a good scene. How did we forget that one? <laughs> I don't know. 
I, it's, it's so telling. And Liz is on the car, and I think that, I don't know if she's there, but it makes it look like she's there looking at Tom going. In. I mean, it's so, you know, when, once you have the revelation that, that Red is really her father, it's like, yes, that's what you saw. There is a man that is going to pay off the no good husband that the daughter doesn't like anymore. And he's telling her, I know you're in love with him, with her, but you cannot see her again. Yeah. Do you think Liz, because I mean, she was in the car outside, but do you think she saw him walking in? I think so. It looks like it. Yeah. I I think that, that, that that scene, you know, the fact that Red at that moment doesn't put a bullet in Tom's, that at that point, Liz obviously wasn't happy. The, he was not protected by her love anymore. And obviously, after keeping somebody in a boat for four months, you're obviously not in love with them. Or, or you know, if you're in love with them, it's kind of sick love. And yet, he doesn't kill Tom. I I think she because they say that the opposite of love isn't hate; it's indifference. Mm-hmm. I think she loved him and hated him at the same time. I think she buried how much she still loved him under that hate and did mm-hmm. the best she could to ignore the love and focus on the hate. Because, like we were talking about earlier, the anger is an easier emotion to deal with than the hurt. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, do you think that at that point, um, if Red had killed Tom instead of giving him a passport, whatever it was that he gave him, um Liz would have been okay with it, or Tom or Red would have thought that that she would have been okay with it. In other words, did Tom, did Red not kill Tom out of out of Liz love for Liz, or because, in a way, he realized that Tom had loyalty what he admires? No, I think he did it for Liz. I whether Liz would have been able to articulate and be able to admit to herself. That she was upset. I think she would have had very complicated emotions if Red had just put a bullet in Tom's brain because she stopped him when he was going to. And this is right after everything. This is right mm-hmm. after Tom had a gun to Red. As far as she knew, he was just an operative using her at that point. And she mm-hmm. still saved his life. And I know that she told him in the boat, you know, I, I need information from you. This is not because I care. It was a load of bull. I mean, it's. <laughs> Everybody saw it. Well, not everybody. That's I hate sweeping mm. comments like that. It to me, it was blatantly obvious that it was the lady doth protest too much. You know, I and mm-hmm. I think that if if Red had taken him around back and put him down, I I think that Liz would have continued in a dark place. I think she had to deal with what happened and move past it. And she had two ways of doing that. She either, if he had died, she never would have moved past it. Mm-mm. No. Like, he she told would her have that been... in the boat. He said, if you kill me, we are linked forever. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happened to Red? Yeah. And and I think that she would have just continued going darker and darker and darker. And in the end, the, the forgiveness and choosing to move forward is what has brought her back around, is, is one of the many things it has. And and so I, I think Red probably had a clearer view of that than Liz did, because Liz was just far too close to the situation. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that that's why he didn't kill Tom is because he he knew there was a good possibility of that. that I mean, she still, it, every, a lot of people made the comments. I, I think that well, yeah, Red did in the boat. He said, you know, that's what love is 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 being at is not having control. And so he admitted that Liz still loved uh, still loved Tom in those those moments mm-hmm. on the boat mm-hmm. when she was letting Tom go and cutting the the ankle bracelet off wrestler makes a comment he goes well you're not in love with reddington you know and mm-hmm. people around her saw that she was still in love with tom and that that's why she hadn't been able to let him go that she hadn't been able to let him die it's why she hadn't cut him loose any earlier she was struggling desperately to deal with those emotions yeah well at that point she had no idea that there was that love was involved in any of no, it she didn't know until he walked it back from dresden he walked in and that was the utter shock on her face when he walked in then but and that, that's the next point on our notes because we're, we're getting more into tom and liz there than mm-hmm. than red and yeah. tom and but, but yeah. when he, when red went to dresden after him took wrestler went to dresden broke up his op and i just love it that he <laughs> rolls down the window and is like hello guten <laughs> tag was it it wasn't even guten tag uh, guten not uh guten not I think, I don't know, but, I, but I, sh- I should know that one, but, um, <laughs> usually know that much, but, uh, and the, the, when Tom was like, I'm not coming back, he's like, mm-hmm. all right, <laughs> and leaves because he knows that he's yeah. getting into, he's getting on a plane and he, all he has to do is stop pushing, that as soon as Tom has five seconds to think about it on, on his own, he's gone. And not yeah. away, he's going to go save Liz. Because that is all he can do. Because I think in that situation, as hurt as Red was with Katarina, and I, I have he a sneaking sus- You think he would have gone back to Katarina? I do too. That's in a heartbeat. And I'm wondering if we're going to find that out at some point. Because I'm with you on believing Katarina's alive and that Red knows now. And so I wonder if we're going to find out later that he had a situation in which... He could save her, and he did. That mm-hmm. No matter how hurt he was, he pulled a Liz, he pulled a Tom, and he went and he set himself and he's hurt aside. To and he became her. a sin eater. He even yeah. ate all her sins, I think. I think that one of the things that we haven't touched in that scene in Dresden is that is the first time that you see Red making a different story connection. This is the first time that he has acknowledged to Liz, to Tom, that you're going to do the right thing. And this is the moment when Tom tells him, uh, what do you care? You're just using her. And, you know, he says, what do you care? And Red says, what do you mean? Or something to the thing that actual words escaping right right now. See, I'm not a steel trap mind. Something escape. Um, <laughs> certainly better so, than mine. <laughs> but but he basically that is a that is a very pivotal conversation and I think a lot of people are not very good at really uh, understanding these two men when they talk because they both they they talk in a language that only they understand. They're so spies. they are huh? they're yeah. spies. He's saying um like you care and Red asks, what do you mean? Tom says, well, you're using her. You need her on the outside so you can keep your little task force running. And that is when things click for Red. Because he already knows you're going to do the right thing. 
you're going to let a, a murder you commit for Liz to save Liz be the thing that brings her down? So we have a lot of information. We know now that Red knows that, that Tom is in love with Liz, that is not a cover, that he really loves her, and that he knows that that murder he did of the one person who could have saved him is, was to protect Liz. It was a desperate, crazy act to protect Liz, but it was the only thing he could do, and he did it. And that, to Red, means he loves Liz, and he did this out of love. And then you were on a filthy boat, and you didn't give me up, and you didn't hurt her when you got out. So I know where you're standing, and this is, I think, when he tells Liz before that it was business, I think he really believed he was business. I think that it was the events on the boat and the understanding of the darkness that had been in there that really convinced him, no, it was, it's love, it's not a job. So when he married you, when he was with you, he loved you. So I think that, that understanding that, 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 that is the point where they both, they, when, Tom, when Red start to understand where Tom is coming from, and that is the change, the enormous change. A, a tiny little side note that I I love to make because I never see anybody else mention. <laughs> so I, I kind of love to own it. Um, mm-hmm. That's the first time. And I think he's called her Lizzie once since. He calls her Lizzie to Red there when he's yelling at him. Uh, when he's mm-hmm. got the phone up and he's screaming into mm-hmm. the phone, he's like, no, no. When she dropped me in that hellhole, she gave up anything. I'm not going back. Lizzie did this to herself. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, for me, when that, that video that he did with the uh, the adoption agency. Yes. Well, tell us about Elizabeth. Oh, she's always just been Lizzie to me. And, and I in that moment when he's screaming, and to me that says, in that moment when he was screaming at Red, when he's telling him, you only want to hurt her, you're using her, this and he is being 100% honest, everything's out on the table, he's upset, he's lost his cool, he's, that is him at his core, whatever name you want to give to him at that moment, that is him putting everything yes. out there because he's got nothing yes. left to lose. Exactly. So in, in that moment, you're seeing that Red, Tom distrusts Red. So every single action that you're going to see, just remember that. Up, up until Red works on exonerating Liz, Tom thinks Red is using Liz. Yeah. And, and that, is, that is very important because it will inform the decisions they make about each other and the things they do. Uh, about Liz and to Liz and for Liz. Yes. That's a great point. And so, and granted, I think he was lying to himself that he tried to convince himself that he wouldn't go back, but that lasted all of five minutes, you know, until he was on a plane. <laughs> I think he was angry. I think he was angry yeah. and he's saying, I'm not going back, I'm not going back. And then I think that, that Red breaking his cover was like, no, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I know how to break a spy because when you're in there, you 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 become that person. But I I have experience with undercovers. I'll break your cover and let you become and let you think again. Yeah, I, I agree there. But to be fair, he had every right to be angry. 
as oh, yeah. pissed as as every much as much right as Liz had to be pissed at him for what he did, she held him on a boat for four months and tortured him. I mean, like yeah. if he had not been angry, then that it just would not been normal. That that would be very bad writing. <laughs> like I'm sorry, well, that, there's it, not a soul in the world. <laughs> it wouldn't be normal. Well, he's not normal, would... but still, <laughs> he's he's not a robot either. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but it's interesting that Red just of all the things he could do, you know, he could. Red usually doesn't leave things to to fate or to, uh, no. He generally, you know, when he wants you back, he will take you back. And yet he doesn't. So that means that he had 100% certainty that Tom was going to go there to get on the plane and go take the rap for Liz because he had killed the Ames because of Liz. And, and I just love that wrestler's like, why did we come back? I don't understand. Why did we not drag him? Because that's what wrestler's thinking is, you're Raymond Reddington. Why did we not just throw a bag over his head and drag him back on your private plane? Mm-hmm. It's because Red knows. Because he's yeah. been there. He's been there. He knows. Now we're, now we're seeing a lot of the things that, that made a lot of people hate Tom King because they weren't understanding um, where things were coming from, and now you're starting to see. Yes, now it makes sense. You know, it's not that Red is 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 didn't have his reasons to do it, but you gotta understand the reasons to understand the character he's doing it to. It's really funny because I think a lot of fans that hate Tom for the longest time have thought Red knows something else about Tom, and that's why he hates him. And in, it's just like you said, we just found out about Katarina, and that is why he was looking at him in that light. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, they were focusing on, there must be some big secret they just haven't revealed yet. And that is what Red's holding on to, and it had nothing to do with Tom. Tom just happened yeah. to be a spy that fell in love with the woman with that the he mark. was... Yeah, with his mark. And so it had nothing to do with the legitimacy on Tom's end of loving Liz and Mm. everything to do with Red trying to work through his own emotions of the legitimacy of if Katarina loved him or not. Exactly. So it's, it's not about, it's, it's, as you say, it's not about, it's not about Red, Red knows a lot of things, but he's not omniscient. He's definitely not omniscient. He was working his own issues there. And that's, it humanizes him so much. I, I mentioned a while back, on several, several podcasts ago, that when everything happened with Kate, how angry I was. And, like, I just, I want to find something that makes me forgive him because I love Red. And I do. I hate <laughs> being angry at him. It, it upsets me greatly. I have certain things that I'm used to being upset with him over, but it's just Red, so it's okay. You know, he gets a pass because he's Raymond Reddington. Mm-hmm. He's charming. Oh, yeah, he's charming. He looks good in a hat and a vest. It's all right. <laughs> but... And he has a voice. He's <laughs> a <Okay>. voice. <laughs> in which Tessa and Jen start fangirling over James Spader. Um, <laughs> excuse us for a moment. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um, now you made me lose track. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, that happens. I hate James. when that happens over over James Spader. James um, in the hat. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Love a, man in a, love a man that can wear a vest suit well. Um, okay, so we were saying 
the reason why a lot of people hate Red, hate Tom, is because they think, oh, Red knows something. There is something we haven't been told. And yes, there is something we haven't been told, but it's not about Tom. Yes. The, the, that's what I think kind of came back around for me personally is that it humanized him again. It's mm-hmm. like there was so much that I didn't understand with the way he handled Kate that it was it felt so against character for me that I feel like a lot of other things have fallen into place that I've been like, mm-hmm. well, these will make sense someday. They finally make sense. And so, yes, Red is still a master chess player, but he makes sense to me now. <laughs> And it's it's a wonderful thing, and it's it's brought yeah. him back around despite what he did to Kate. And his his asking for forgiveness didn't hurt either. Yeah. That, that wonderful no, scene. Oh my gosh, that was. Um, then after that, he doesn't see Tom. Tom comes back, and Liz assumes that he brought Tom back so that he would then get it. He she she assumes is Red who knew that they were going to shut down the investigation, but it wasn't Red. Red was perfectly happy to let Tom come back and go to jail. After all, you did kill him, pal. So now own up to it. Well, what's, um, what's the uh, the gift that floats around Tumblr? <laughs> cool motive, still murder. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's still, yep. you know, and and she he was he was perfectly fine with that. And Tom was too. He he made the comment to the judge. He said. I don't care what happens to me. I'm here for her. Just exonerate yeah. her, let her go, and then throw me in a hole, put me on death row. I don't care. I mean, it was like you said earlier. He was ready to die when, when Liz shot him. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of got to the point for him that, like, as long as she is okay, then whatever happens to me happens to me. Mm-hmm. And he was okay with that. I think that, that his reason to... At that moment when he gets shot, he realizes the only reason to, to live at that point, he was tired, he was exhausted, he wanted out, and he he was ready to die because he couldn't be with Liz. Well, what else was? He tried going, uh, he tried, this this didn't work, Dresden didn't work. He was ready to just, whatever, I don't care what it is. I think Dresden proved to him that he could not do the job anymore. You know, the, the big capital, the job. The, I mean, yes, he can still go undercover, but I don't think, I don't think after Liz he could ever do another deep, deep cover mission that would last years, that he would be able to just, because mm-hmm. as soon as, he could have salvaged that. He's Tom Keen. If you need a job done right, call Tom. But mm-hmm. he didn't. He got on a plane. He went back to Dresden. He, Liz broke him, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term. Liz broke him. It's, yeah. Red called him defective merchandise. And that's, that's something else uh, that I think we should touch on briefly is Red's conversation with Bud. Uh, the yes. defective but merchandise. Because it definitely calls Tom. Yeah. Yes. I, I know we're kind of out of order here now, but so apologies to everybody. But that, that just popped in. Um but you, you've got that that very enlightening scene in that horrible episode with all the flashbacks. <laughs> I loved it. Really, I think it's the it. most under-examined episode ever. It's because it drove me nuts. It was such a filler. 
And, like, every show does that because they want to be able to bring people in and go, oh, look at our highlights of everything we've done. And that's what they do, and they have to do it for the casual viewers. But for people like me who've watched it 15 million times already, I'm like, I know, I know. Yes. Oh, look, a new ex-ambassador song that I can't find and put on my playlist. Well, we, we did. We did get some few items there that Liz thought he was her father and because of the things that he knew and we we and, did get well, little snippets we, we got tom's what what tom believed was his real name in that episode jacob phelps which was a very mm-hmm. interesting little cut it was super brief and every the entire keen squared side of the fandom just went eh, put the brakes on and went hang on did, what did he say and for a very uh maybe few months uh probably about a six month or more period he was referred to on Tumblr, at least, as Jacob Phelps. We just all stopped calling him Tom Keen. And, I didn't. Uh, well, you're one of the few. I had to retrain myself into calling him Tom again when he was basically mm. like, I'm still Tom. I don't care. And I'm like, well, damn it. <laughs> Could you I make saw, up your as mind? As soon as I saw that he was still Tom Keen, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. That's not your name either. You're not Jacob. And I remember you saying that, and I was like, you know, that's, that's a stretch they've given us the name it'll be fine they just they it'll be fine he'll get to jacob and nope <laughs> well both tom thomas and jacob both have symbologies of twins yeah. so to me that means that is not a there's something about that name that is not right so there is a there's another thing so and then we get Christopher, who was the name of the uh, fake brother, and they love to do those little name games. Um, but back back on with the major, with the the mm-hmm. comment about oh. uh, the defective merchandise. I I've always loved to hate that comment because it it reminds me so much of when Bud tells the story of the dog and putting the dog mm-hmm. down. People keep referring to Tom as if he's an animal, as if he's a an object to be used. And I think this has been his entire life, that he has not mm-hmm. been viewed as human. And I think that's a lot of his issues, is that Liz is probably one of the first people that's ever looked at him as a human being before. And and he doesn't, he, that's going to screw with you. I mean, that, there's mm-hmm. just no two ways about it, that that's, that's going to affect your psyche on a ve- very deep emotional level. You're good as long as you're useful to someone. And that Always is exactly, exactly, exactly. And so, that's what you'd the, like to say. The, the comment about you handed me defective merchandise, I just remember sitting on my couch watching that episode and going, ouch. Ouch. Yeah, like, I mean, I know you didn't just say this to his face, but ouch. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he fell at that point about Katrina like that. And it might have been a bit of projection there. The... And I also think that he felt a little betrayed by Bud from the get-go that I asked you for your best. And I, you I handed... wanted a psychopath and you handed me a normal person. What's wrong with you? Exactly. <laughs> I want what I paid for. Give me my damn psychopath. Come on. You got a I whole school of them. Emotions. <laughs> it's perfect. I want my money back. Yes. That, that's, that sums up that entire scene right there. Thank you. <laughs> And and I think that that you know in that moment I I I haven't rewatched those scenes in the light of the revelations that that red that Katrina was for red what Tom was for Liz, but 
But I think that once you start watching all those scenes in which he's referring to Tom and talking about Tom, you realize the level of pain that Red endured with this. He he talks to Liz about, you know, for him it was business. Uh, You're waist deep in 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 I think is what is the word he uses in uh, filth you're you're chest deep in in waste I think is what it was filth or waste uh, yeah yeah. and you're gonna have to go through it yeah Yeah. so basically that that is probably what Red felt and the and the and the things about this about that that he just he, he couldn't see Tom he he was seeing Katrina yeah he was seeing what happened to him happened to his little girl, and he put him there. Yeah. It was his fault. It's all on me. This indeed is on me. Yes. <laughs> all red. Uh, okay, well, I'm officially less angry at him because I, I've... One of my... I've got certain little things that will continue to irk me about Red. They all... Well, they, they will until I find ways to get around them. And one of them was the, the conversation that he had where, where he told him told uh, Liz that, that it was all business. And the fact that it, it's always really bothered me because people love to, to pull back on the um, I had sex with him the other night. Do you know how filthy that makes me feel? And I've always been very upset with Red that he let her feel that way. But after this conversation, I, I I think you're right. I think that it's not that he let her feel that way. He, he thought, he thought it was true. Yeah. He, as, as far as he was aware, he was giving her accurate information. And he was trying yep. to protect her in that. And I, for the longest time, I've seen it as a manipulation tactic. And I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you now that it was more of a he did not, he, he had not seen that it was real yet for no. Tom. Yeah. yeah, I think that the boat made it real. And I think that eventually when he goes to talk to to Aleko, I think Aleko tells him that Tom killed him because he they were all going to jail. And I think that solidified for him it wasn't love. And I think that's why without any other confirmation, he changes and tells her, you know, he married you because he was in love with you. And I think that's when he goes to talk to Bot, he tells him it was because mm-hmm. he was he was in love with her. So I don't think that he was lying. I don't think he was manipulating. He that was his information and that's what I always say. I love Red, but he's not omniscient. And it's it's really easy to view Red in that fashion because he's so good at projecting that. Because mm-hmm. he has to. I mean, he's the concierge mm-hmm. crime. He he has to look like he knows everything and is aware of everything. And never let them see you bleed sort of thing. And it's it's easy as a viewer to get caught up in, in his charm, you know, in the Raymond Reddington charm. And, yep. yeah, I interesting. That's yeah. Okay. And, and that takes us to the next interaction. <laughs> the famous motel room scene. I love, oh, we got the dreams. But the dreams uh, kind I don't of like the dreams. I, that, they go, those are Liz stuff. Yeah, I, I don't count those because it's not really Tom and Red. It's all Liz's subconscious and trying to deal with those. So Exactly. So, eh. But they, there he is. He's asking for the passwords, and Liz is telling him no. But as soon, you know, he may tell, no, I don't care. As soon as Red pulls a gun on him. Oh, she's back to pilot episode of sticking the pin in his neck. I love that. that she's, you know, get out. 
get out opens the door red pulls a gun she's pulling a gun and she goes no and this this actually does need to go back to that dream because just very briefly mm-hmm. because when when red shoots tom in the dream when dream red shoots dream mm-hmm. tom she goes mm-hmm. no and so it's it's very similar to what to the little mm-hmm. gasping no she it's- makes when he pulls the gun and you can just see it when you rewatch those scenes back to back she's going I did it. it's Thank happening <laughs> It's, it's a, true. It's, I never thought about it. It's the same motel room. Red pulls a gun, and she's going, "No, I'm not letting this happen." She positions herself between them, and she pulls the gun on Red. And Dimbe's going, "What the hell is happening <laughs> behind Red?" <laughs> exactly. So that, that that I mean, wow! I had not thought that. Thank Yay. you. <laughs> We're that letting is... each other in on all sorts of things this evening. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. See. It's there is there is so much and and the more you 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 see that you find out of red the more you realize that you know he's a man and he's a man who has known a lot of loss and I, not the laws where they're dead the laws where they're right there but he can't touch them he can't see them he can't tell them he cannot call and say you know what I really love you he cannot even say that. Which is almost worse. I mean, that's, it's almost worse. It's painful. But just the There's the a kid that... in a candy store looking in the window and not having the money to go in and buy anything. Or even worse, being intolerant of sugar. So it doesn't matter if anybody wants to give him the, the candy. He can't have it. It's, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a humanizing situation, as you say. Oh. And and then the funny thing about that scene is the next morning when, you know, finally he leaves and says, you know, you, you're the one who brought me back. Oh, you and know, I love like, that. You know, get get out. I was out. I just, so many times, because I, I, I talk about quite a bit that Red, yes. <laughs> Red is a, mar- he, he, he's a puppet master. He loves to just pull people in and take them out. He did it with Sam. He does it with Tom heaven knows how many other people have come and gone in Liz's life that he was completely in control of. Mm-hmm. And, and and Tom's calling him on his crap, finally, and going, I was out, and you just brought me back in, and now you're tell- you're done with me, and so I get to go away now? Thanks. Yeah, you know? it's yo-yo. It's yo-yo, and he's calling him on the yo-yo. You use people, and now I need you, now I don't go away. Yeah, thank you for for coming back. Go away. And it's I I think that that's Red putting trying to put distance between the human. We, we've talked about it with Wrestler and Tom before. That when Wrestler saw Tom with with Agnes, it's the first thing that humanized him to Wrestler, and he started mm-hmm. kind of warming to him. And I think that when and this is kind of a, a new theory coming in for me, a new a new mm-hmm. view vantage point for me that when. Red saw that that Tom really did love Liz. It started to humanize him, and that may be why he went so hard. You know, defective merchandise. You know, oh, we're done with you. Go away. You know, just he was trying to put. He was intentionally trying to bring him back into the into the merchandise category. Exactly, and and just trying very hard to dehumanize him in his own mind, so that he didn't. In a way, by doing that to him, he's still protecting Liz because he doesn't want Liz to go back to him. And if he suddenly starts seeing Tom as a human being that might actually love her and might actually try to be better for her, then how's he going to talk Liz out of it? 
fear. Because if Tom comes back and they're back together, what are the chances that his little secret comes out? There's that so, too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, maybe you go back out and don't be telling her anything. I know you're good, but I don't know how long you'll be good. <laughs> well, I mean, he killed Sam to keep his secrets. Why wouldn't, you know, I mean, he can't, at this point, he can't kill Tom too. But he does need him to go away. And then that brings us into, I believe, the next... Uh, the yeah, next... The, there, is a, there is a funny thing happening in that, not that scene, the one after, when next morning when Tom meets Liz, he doesn't say, like, I don't know what you're still doing with Red or whatever. I think that by that time, Tom had formed his theory that Liz, that Liz is Red's daughter. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't say he doesn't go on right. The fact that Tom went that that Red went to length to get him in dressed and to him is like okay, I get it. Yeah. So he sounds like he's still angry about last night. Like you know that is the comment that a boyfriend makes when Daddy found me in the room and I wasn't supposed to be here. It's exactly and... what that entire scene was. In my in my like year and a half, two year old Daddy Gate meta that I've got. That was one of the main scenes that I I commented on. I'm like, this was the father finding the boyfriend that he doesn't like and going, you're not good enough. Go away. You know, get out of my daughter's room. You know? I know what you're doing. I've been your age before. You know? Exactly. I've been exactly. where you are and I do not approve. <laughs> so this 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 to me, that, that scene is it's a tiny little moment there. But to me... It's a, it's, a, it's a little stepping stone. Now, Tom knows, and Red knows that Tom loves Liz, and Tom knows that, that Red is not using Liz. He's actually helping her. But still, they're still there in that moment Well, he may be your daughter, but you know what? I think he's still a dangerous man. And we see that as we come along. Um, the next time they see each other, um, well, no, there is a little moment there when... Liz had found the picture after they they get um oh no Tom gets shot Red gets shot mm-hmm. correct Red gets shot and Liz finds out at that point because right before it's when when Tom admits that he'd been working for Red and she goes and and has that so nice and so accepting conversation with Red <laughs> which she gives him no time to explain. I, you kind of feel sorry for Red every once in a while, but you also realize that he brings it on to himself by keeping mm. so much from her. But but then Tom and Red had that moment when t- he could have easily said, no way you're bringing that man in there, but he doesn't. No, he, and I, he I'm looks all... at her and goes, I'm, doing, I'm not doing this for him, I'm doing it for you. He makes it very clear what his reasoning is, but he doesn't tell her he can die on the street. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, that in the moment then they have that great conversation when Tom and I always feel that there is a second part of that conversation. There is no way that Red just heard that and didn't say anything back. I mean, it's possible, but I doubt it. I think that someday we will see some of this. Um, and, and he just tell him, I know you're the one who heard Liz the most. Um, and I think in that moment, you hurt her the most. It's not just about him being in his, her life. I think it's about the secrets that he's not telling her. Well, I, I think that I, is what Tom is telling her. 
Yes, I completely agree with that because you you've just seen with Tom that he has and I've talked about this before on my blog and such in which for Tom it, a lot of his relationship with Liz is overcoming this this training that he's had that the job comes first second third fourth fifth sixth you know on and on and on mm -hmm. you know and there is no personal life and he he chose the moment that he chose to tell her about red was putting her first in front of the job was putting her first in front of his own safety was mm -hmm. putting her first in front of everything and that's the moment i believe that he chose when, when he talks about right before their mm -hmm. their second wedding and says mm -hmm. i promised myself i wouldn't lie to you anymore i think that's, that's the moment, moment. yeah he said i'm done yes. I, it's I, all I, or I, nothing and yeah. And he did. At that point, from that point on, you see him, even when he starts, like, saying something, he's like, he, he'll backtrack. Because you see, he he tells Liz at the, uh, when, when Red's in surgery and such, he tells her that, you know, He's Red's, a dangerous man. He's a dangerous man. Red's going to drown you in it. You're going to drown. You're going to, you know, you can't do this. This is dangerous. And then he turns around later, and I think he realized that he was manipulating her. He, he realized he was falling back on, you know, and trying to get hurt. While he thought Red was not good for her, she still had to make that decision herself. And I think that's why he backtracked as badly as he did at the by the end of that episode. Is that he was going, I realize what yeah. I'm doing. I'm not, I may be being truthful with you but I am not being honest with you and I have to let you make that decision for yourself and so when he made that decision for him to do that I think he realized but you haven't Reddington and if you want to be good for her if you really love her you will and right now you are hurting her the most I think that at that point Tom realized he loved her so much that he wanted he just wants her to be happy. And mm -hmm. if Reddington being good to her and being willing to tell her the truth and still being in her life, but being willing to make her happy, would make her happy, then, I mean, because we've seen it since then, that, that he has yeah. he's helped Red, he's saved Red's life, he's he's been willing to let jabs pass, you know, again and again and again. We've seen him actually be the bigger man in some situations, no, I think that they, you know, they save you another. But yeah, Red, Red is a father, and I think that he accepts that, and he knew he knew that way before we all did. And no he bigger, no bigger daddy gator than Tom Keen. He knew that, and he acted like it is like you know. There's things that I'm going to accept, but he tells her you're the one who hurts her the most, and it's not by being in her life. It's because, and that is, I think, the backtracking that you you solve it for me. That's a backtracking. It's not about you being in her life. It's about you not making the hard choice of telling her stuff. So I had to do it for you. To to Tom at that point, and I we'll find out for sure when we find out why Red has been hiding everything from her. I, I still mm -hmm. think there's that big reveal coming. But to Tom, with what he knows at that point and continuing to know, Red's just choosing to put his own fears in front of in front of Liz, mm -hmm. in front of what Liz needs. Tom's view is always going to be what Liz needs from what he knows mm -hmm. of the situation. 
what makes her happy. He made a comment in, in 4A. He says, well, it's not going to affect your happiness, and that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Her being yeah. happy is one of the biggest goals of his life. And yeah. I, I think if Liz and Agnes were happy for the rest of their lives, Tom Keen would be happy as they can. Yeah, I mean, that would just be perfection for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the interesting point going back to our to our to our list is that's the point of her sec, his second daddy comment when he says um, it, that means that Reddington is your father and I think he, in that moment I didn't read any irony he just thinks is her mother and he says well that means Reddington is your father it's not really a job to me right. I think he's really fishing for information oh, oh I agree. Both. I agree. I think that he thinks, in at that point, I I one hundred percent think he think that he thinks Reddington is her father, and that's just kind of his way. Because at this point, he hasn't earned her respect back or her trust back, and he's well aware what an uphill climb this is, and he's mm-hmm. very careful. He's been he's trying to be honest with her without being pushy on things. So he's like. Is it possible this is your dad? You know, let's put that idea out there. Let's test the waters. And if she freaks out at me, we will pull back on this, you know. And I think that he knows it's the only way Liz learns things that she believes is when she finds them out for herself. And that is Something that Red also knows. I I do think he honestly believed that that Red was her father at that point. And I, I think from that point on... He believes that. He knows that she does not believe that. And so he's just going to let it ride. He's going to let it mm-hmm. ride until he has It's proof. not his point. It's not his place to comment on what, you know, her father. That is, I think that even Tom not having a father, he understands that that is a relationship that belongs with the two of them. Exactly. And I think that's part of the reason that in, this, in, in the fall finale, he, he stepped out. And... I think that if he ever were to have, un, you know, indisputable facts, you know, if, you know, he, he, he would say, but he, yeah, he would take that to her and say, listen, I have this, this has been presented to me, take this into your own consideration and make your decision. But I think he's done giving opinions on that because they, they're just conjectures that he has. I mean, that's all he's got at this point. He doesn't have any proof. And so... It's a gut feeling. He had, but I think that that his willingness to let, he did manipulate uh, Red with Agnes. Oh, yeah. I think with with Liz's full okay. Yeah, I mean, great. I got now something I can use against you or for you or use to move you the way I want. It made me cringe a little he was willing to use his daughter in that fashion. I'm not going to lie. It is. You know, it's a valid thing. The fact that he knows that Red will do anything for Agnes, the fact that he trusts that Red will protect Agnes, that is, you know, that that speaks to him knowing. So, and I think that takes us to the last thing in this, as they call in season two, and I think that then we'll wrap up uh, for this um, one. It's when he calls him and says, I can't help her disappear. And Red's still like, I can't help you with that. You know, you, you know where the list is. So he's lying there, but but barely. the really the really interesting thing is is when he turns to Liz and says, "That was Tom. He wants to take you away. You know, he wants to sail away with you on his boat. You know, but you have to." And I'm I'm not 
you know, quoting here verbatim, but he basically says, you have to deal with this first, and then if you want to go off with Tom into the sunset, you can. It was such mm. an interesting comment that he made there, because I, I remember in the, in the uh, season two mm-hmm. finale going, would he really? You know, wouldn't he? He's been putting up a fight for Tom and Liz for ages. If she chose him again, would he basically let her? Um, and I mean, that, that was a real question that I had because he told her he would, and I don't, I I was kind of surprised that he did, and he wasn't exactly thrilled with letting her, but he really didn't have a choice moving forward after that. But it was, it was an interesting comment that he made to her, and I think at the time it was really just to kind of push back and say... Listen, this is what you need to focus on. You can deal with all the Tom issues later. Deal with well, those after this is dealt with. But there's also an interesting thing there is that Tom, and I'm sure that, that Demba, you know, found a way of filling him in. Tom stayed and defended Red. And we didn't talk about that, but Tom stayed and defended Red. Then he didn't have to do that. He could have just left. That wasn't his battle. And he did stay and defend, and he was ready. He was in Liz. Exactly. Liz, Liz was there. not there, and that's and this is back at the uh, when Red was shot. Just to yeah. bring people back onto our train of thought here, because Tessa and I are on the same train of thought right now. But we want to make sure the, the listeners are as well. Yeah, the rest of them are. <laughs> but no, that's that's an excellent point that we missed. We skipped over by accident. That that he he let Red use his facilities that he was living in it was you know i and i love how indignant he was he he was so indignant about it what are you doing here i live here (laughs) and you know this isn't the the townhouse that she'd seen him you know that she'd lived with him in this wasn't an apartment it was he was living out of a warehouse he didn't have anything he was probably squatting in it and but it was safe for whatever reason, it was safe, and she brought Red there, and he let him in, and then not only that, but he went out of his, and he made it very clear when Dembe was, Dembe and Kaplan were like, eh, we don't know if we want to give you firearms here, and he said, well, you know what, you're welcome to fight your own battle, and I'll just leave, and, Bass, I, and that was, that's Dembe and Bass, yeah, and, and, and Dembe and Bass ask, um, Ask uh, uh, Dembe, and Dembe says yes. So that uh, is. I, was Baz asking him? I thought it was Kaplan. Kaplan and, and Dembe were in that conversation. I know was, Baz was there, but I, I, I think it was Dembe and Kaplan. Maybe. And so, but no, yeah, there, there was yeah. there was one of them said, you know, kind of gave the, eh, I'm not so <laughs> sure. And I think it was Dembe gave the go ahead. Dembe gave the, g- g- gave the go ahead. And, um,. And then, yes, you're right. He he risked his own life to defend Raymond Reddington. Mm-hmm. In which he never received a thank you for, by the way. I'd just like to point no. that out. No. No. <laughs> in no. any format. Not even an unspoken one of, well, I'll let such and such slide. It's just like, ugh. And this is on, on the basis after coming right after a conversation where, I mean, I'm, even if you're a Tom hater, you gotta admit that this is a guy who goes to Raymond Reddington, who even in the days of drugs and after surgery, he's still 
scary man and says, you know, one, I just want to make sure that you understand that when you were talking to me, I was scared. And now I think I am, um, I, I'm letting you know that I did tell this. So he's owning up to this. Yes, I betray you. I told this and I, and I'm out of it. And I, I think that that takes some some gods, and and I think that that in a way, it, it marks another higher, another stepping stone in in the relationship. We are, I'm I'm telling you what I did. Um, I chose less over my over my job over my previous commitment to you. And his own life potentially, because Tom has made it very clear that he is aware. That the fear is what drives people mm-hmm. into silence. And that's what yes. he was telling Liz when they were looking for Katarina in mm-hmm. season two. He says, it's, you know, that's that's the tell, is the yes. silence. Because he scares the them into silence. And, and I think that Tom had lived under that for years. I mean, he was afraid of him. I mm-hmm. imagine that there was a little bit of hero worship going on in to an extent, there still may be. Uh, part of me wonders if Tom covers some of it up with with the bravado of the sarcasm and the snark and everything. But you got to imagine in St. Regis that you were at the top of your game if Raymond Reddington wanted you. And in, mm-hmm. you know, late 20s, Tom was being hired by Red. You know, he was the best of the best coming out of St. Regis. And I think Reddington was probably the best of the best of potential employers. And he probably... Mm-hmm had a little bit of hero worship going on for this former spy turned rogue going out and making his way in the world. You know, I mean, there, there were such, you know, the, the spy that they never came in out of the cold, the man in the mm-hmm. hat, you know, just these, mm-hmm. these stories about him. I imagine Tom had a little bit of hero worship going on. And so he's probably pretty torn in that he's angry because he feels like he puts Liz in danger, but he's also once i mean just the way he reacts to him sometimes feels like he wants to respect him yeah well also really red red and tom has so many parallels and things that they they have in common that i I imagine in a way must sometimes feel even a little uncomfortable like i wonder if this guy can read me as good as i can read him yeah or not read me at all which is scary yeah. No. All right. Well, that uh, that wraps up the the season two for that. So we're going to break here because this has been a little bit of longer episode than we we're expecting. So we're going to turn it into two episodes. Um, not planned, but it'll work because we're planning to put the second episode up, which will be the latter half. It'll be season three and two or in four A. Hopefully, we'll have that up on Thursday. So instead of blacklist. Yay! You get a. <laughs> We're here. Well, um, analyzing. Actually, two it, of... it probably will go up on Wednesday because uh, Thursday will be Thanksgiving, so it'll probably go up on Wednesday. <laughs> you can prepare your turkey as you listen to us. Exactly. Loving a bad Tom and Red. And it'll be my birthday, so smile for Tom. <laughs> Happy birthday in advance. Yeah, I'm gonna ignore that it happens on that day. <laughs> we'll see. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All so right. we will see you on Wednesday and we're going to uh see you then and finish up the episode then. Bye-bye. Bye.